podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. It's some number or other and I'm broadcasting to you from my house in a field here in beautiful, sunny, rural Ireland. It's a nice evening and I'm Trev Downey and I'm joined by Lisa Marie Hannan and Cam Branch for this latest fun-filled episode, he said expectantly, of the Anfield Index podcast. We have, um, through no fault of our own, had a little bit of an extended gap between the last one and this one, which is weird for us because we are quite consistent and we even fitted one in where uh, we had uh, scheduling problems the last time, but not so this week. So if you've missed us um, or missed an episode, apologies for that. Uh, I'll I'll take all the blame for that. Things are, um, multiple plates are spinning around the Downey uh, household at the moment. So it's, um, I like to say it's fun, but it's not, it's shit. So um, I want to start with something that is fun. Uh, someone sent me, Phil in on Twitter, um, a, a, a good lad sent me on a clip today, which featured some Irish commentary on a hurling match. And I thought, oh yeah, that's, I like that. Um, and it reminded me because you know the connection to Michal Murhertig, who we heard a couple of weeks ago, um, of of um, some other really fantastic commentary. Now here's the sad part uh, for listeners and in the short term for you, Cam and Lisa Marie. When I went looking for um, the absolute belters that I remembered, the sound quality is so shit and the accents are so thick that I think you would be lost. And I'm going to pause here just for a minute because it warrants this. I mean, Lisa Marie, when you travelled to Ireland, were you aware of the various regional accents or did you just have a sort of uh, idea of a generic Irish accent and they were all kind of the same? I was vaguely aware of, you know, I, I mean, if you had played me a couple of them, I wouldn't have, you know, been able to identify which region they Oh God, no! I don't mean, I don't mean that. I just mean, you know, there was a variety. Yeah, but but no, I I was aware of of that, but I became more aware of it after traveling over there. Yeah, you would, right? Yeah, exactly. And so this is and Cam. I think I asked you this question before. And I think your take was that you didn't really have any sort of awareness of the, of the wide variety of accents within Ireland. I'm not, not I'm just like, no. right. Okay, so. This is what amazes me. So sometimes I would hear a guy, um, a British impressionist, and he would be doing an Irish accent and he would be doing a northern Irish accent and he'd be impersonating, say, Bono or something. And it would it made no sense to me. Like there's a different accent 25 miles up the road from where I am to where I am now. And it's not just a bit different. It's wildly different. So the, the regional variety is bananas. And sadly, as a result of that, I thought, well, that's just inaccessible to to uh, to an audience that's not um, that's not uh, Irish uh, by nature. So I'm just going to I've got a few that are slightly more in the vein of accessible. So hopefully you'll get this. Now, this first commentary is just 18 seconds. What I love is it's done by some guys for a regional TV station. What I love is how partisan it is and how it descends into utter disgust the minute they see the decision is not going for them. Uh, There's a foul committed and the commentator is initially absolutely certain um, of his take, but his pal in the background is chipping away at him. Listen as everything descends into chaos and the language gets choice. So again, if you're listening with your children, don't do that. Um, and here we go. Oh. 
live technical error. Turn up your volume, Trev. And here we go. We're professionals, people. Two, Mark, one, two. Young Simon Kennedy, one, nine. Take him down. Take him down. No red cards are taking them down. No red cards are taking them down. He's done. He's done. No, it's not. You don't. No such thing as professional foul. Ah, So I have I caught maybe every other word of that. Yeah, I, I, I obviously I haven't a clue if you understood what was going on, except that's why I felt the need to tee it up. So obviously you, you, you hear the guy was uh, he was convinced that he was uh, his his player was taken out and it was not going to be a, any red card because there's no such thing as professional foul. <laughs> then it gets I did given. catch professional foul. I yeah. did get that phrase. It gets <laughs> given. It gets given, and obviously he's a bit upset uh, about that. This is far more. Uh, this is far more. Uh, let's just say polite until again a little bit at the end there's a bit of disillusionment and you can see or you can hear from it where the uh, commentators loyalties lie this is a hurling match and by the way again i hate to speak to uh, the audiences if they don't know but i am aware that most of our listeners aren't based in ireland i can guarantee you that so if you haven't ever seen a hurling game what you need to do is get yourself onto, onto YouTube and just look up Best of Hurling because it is at once the most mental, uh, skillful and exciting field game in the world bar none. Now, I wasn't lucky enough to play it. There's no club around me, but I always watch it with envy. Here's a chap who uh, gets very excited and then very sad. Here we go. Hang on. Now. Again, volume up, Trev. Hold on. And here we go. gotta love it uh the thick regional accents always make things these things better and uh at, at some point over the next week or so or a couple of weeks i i have uh, a couple more features on that just to give you a little uh, a little uh, taster of some of the best of ireland's regional accents and it'll f- take the form of a quiz where it'll be basically what did that lad say uh, I'll be curious to see how that goes over with both of you. Google uh, Translate. <laughs> yeah, believe me, that will not help. <laughs> that will not help. Um, Lisa Marie, what sort of a week did you have, or whatever week in a bit it is now since we did our show? Have you been in the meantime? First of all, this is episode 324. <laughs> You've been just jonesing to do that voice again, haven't you? <laughs> it it seems to give both you and Cam such pleasure, and you know mm. I'm I'm just you know here to make people happy. Um, my life has been mental as well, um, and I would also like to accept part of the blame for us not being able to fit in an episode. Um, you know, the first part of this week, and that was partially because of my insane work schedule right now huge project big deadline it went out the door on tuesday and it was like someone literally took a weight off my back or removed the sword that had been hanging over my head for the last couple of weeks so Mm. yeah (laughs) of course it's just the first deadline for this project but even still um yeah it's, it's been it's been a few a couple of weeks of very very long hours so well at least at least the football has been completely undramatic and, you know, uh, just a source of in- in- intense calm. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so do you have any sort of thought or observation or quote or anything like that to get, that to get us started? I do. I do have a couple of short quotes here by the same person. So They'll tell you you're too loud, that you need to wait your turn and ask the right people for permission. Do it anyway. Justice is about making sure that being polite is not the same thing as being quiet. In fact, oftentimes the most righteous thing you can do is shake the table. And that is um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is a Congresswoman from New York and um, a very 
well-spoken young woman. Um, but yeah, I've just I've had a couple of self-awareness things in the last couple of weeks that have shown me that, you know, being quiet and being respectful aren't necessarily the same thing and you know that's a good thing to uh discover at this stage of my life so anyway more yeah. importantly it's something that I'm trying to teach not not just my children but most especially my daughter that because I think it's not to get into a whole gender thing but I think it's something that's harder for women um or for females to to learn that line between you know you know you shouldn't say it, you know, can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And, you know, and all those other little phrases. But there's a way to speak up, stand up for yourself. Um, and you know what? If they call you a bitch for it, who cares? I think that's uh, incredibly important uh, sentiment. I had that conversation today, if you can believe it, with a colleague. And it was something that was very, very close to my heart as I was bringing up my kid. Um, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And you try to invest the nippers with enough confidence to just be them. Um, not always so easy. And, you know, there's a whole new uh, sort of level of there seems to be a pervasive amount of anxiety uh, that kids are suffering with now as well. Um, I know that from my work, I know that from family, I know that from uh, kids uh, belonging to friends. My own kid now is, 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 you know, far too old for me to even mention in case I give my age away because Cam will be perched ready to mm -hmm. take advantage of that situation but it is it's a it's it, it, it's it's a wonderfully important sentiment and uh, much as i might i might uh, raise a quizzical eyebrow at, at, at miss ocasio cortez ever so every so often for yes some, for i don't necessarily some, agree with her stance yeah. on everything but i happen to come across those quotes and they just can't argue as i that. said it was it was very timely for me personally. Absolutely, but, but absolutely, because I mean, there, you know, if you're if you're hitting a batting average where you're getting a couple of things exactly right like that, I'm all for it. Yeah, thanks. I, 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 that's a, you know both earnest and uh, an important uh, kind of concept that it's nice to have on the show. Uh, Cam, what about yourself, man? Again, it's been uh, it's been a while since we nattered live. How are you keeping? Yeah, yeah, good, thanks. Um, I mean, last week, obviously, we had nothing to talk about. It's nothing happened the week before. Nothing's happening, man, no. No, just a, a quiet week. And <laughs> it's been very quiet. World, wasn't it? You know, I mean, and like I said on Twitter, next thing you'll be telling me Jürgen Klopp's on a new contract or something as stupid as that. So, <laughs> yeah, imagine if that happened. Shit, man. That have... would be wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm just worried about the next four years, you know. I can't, I don't know how I'm going to cope. Thinking he's going to be leaving, so um, you know the anxiety started already. But we yeah, there you go, there you go. This guy, like, what a pro, ladies and gentlemen. Look at him making these little segues effortlessly. What I know, pro. isn't that great? What a pro. It's, it's all part of the game, isn't it? So yeah, apparently, you've got a very brief opening thought for us. Yeah, but just a uh, two very small sentences. I mean, the last sentence is only four words. So here we go. Within all of us. There is a little child. Why not enjoy life? Hmm. I like that. Has there been any particular... I didn't get that. Could you try again? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Siri. You know what that is, yeah? That Siri, is Trev's please fuck off. Of the male Lisa Marie. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like I'm being upstaged just a little I'm bit here. Sorry, but you, 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 I'm you. sorry, but that's exactly what just yeah. happened there. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I still can't understand it since I got this MacBook Pro. I don't know what the trigger is. I don't know what words trigger it, but it's entirely terrifying. Uh, my pal came over to me today, not to derail where you're going with this cam and come straight back to it. And he said to me, this guy is uh, 43, something like that. And he says, uh, Trev, I think my phone might be listening to me. And, <laughs> I, went, just realized. and I went, Christ, lad, I've been telling you that for eight years. And he goes, I know, man, but I'm, it's a bit freaky, isn't it? And I went like, yes, turn off the voice activation. And I can't turn it off on this freaking laptop. So like you, Lisa Marie, I'm having laptop uh, uh, based 
There uh, will be a way you can do it. Irritation. Oh, there absolutely will, Cam. But every time it happens, I get so annoyed that I don't do anything. <laughs> you just stare at it and fume. I just, yeah, I, I feel, this is this is the thing. I in in life when t- terrible things happen, I'm actually a pretty good guy to have around. I'm calm. Um, in in disasters, I I, I operate really well. But if I stub my toe or if my cup of tea spills, I am living anger. Like I am fury personified. So Siri, uh, it's going to kick in again, isn't it? Is <laughs> it, it, a source of a source of constant irritation on this laptop. So what was it that inspired that um, uh, little quote by you, Cam? Was it just the fact that the Reds are giving us so much crack that we should definitely lean into it? Definitely, exactly that. Nothing yeah. more, nothing less. I mean, there's never ever. I, I can honestly say in my lifetime, um, when it's been such a pleasure, yeah, to be a fan of this football club. That's right, man. That's right. Because you know, I said it was... last week. You know, I went down that road last week, didn't I? Or the, two weeks ago, sorry. Um, but. You know, but but you you remember enough. when you were you remember when you were a kid and things were ridiculously good. Uh, yeah, I kid, mean it was if if we finished sec- second, it was a disaster. Yeah, but there was something about the climate of the 1980s. There was something about the lack of coverage that you didn't feel as connected no, to these guys. Not in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean social media has played its part. Liverpool social media team have played their part. Um, it's just the synergy from top to bottom. You know, all the way through. Um, I mean, I was talking to uh, the podfather himself earlier. He gave me a quick call. And um, and I said, <laughs> me being the, the sarky bastard, uh, excuse me, the sarky person I am. Um, <laughs> it's, a bit said, late for, it's a bit late for that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you're listening to this show and, and I'm on it, you, you know, it's going to be X-rated. Sorry, folks. Um, but, yeah, I said to I said to Gags, I said, um the FSG outers must be boiling in their own proverbial, you know what I mean? Because mm. they've got nothing. Like nobody can nobody can honestly say a bad word right now about anything. Surely nothing. I I, I can't think of anything that the you know this, the you, club, you need to be on Twitter more. Made so many mistakes in the past, but to get to this point where everything is so right, you would. A year ago, I mean, this is what me and Gags were saying. A year ago, yeah, we were fuming because we needed to sign a centre-back. We needed a centre-back. But the club didn't. They got one in on loan eventually when the hand was forced, but they wouldn't sign because they wanted Canate. Again, it's that point about they know what they're doing. They so know what they're doing. Oslot haven't got a frigging clue. Therefore, D chess... We're just playing checkers. <laughs> That's it. Uh, can I ask you something? It's, it's a, a really simple question. And I, I promise, folks, we'll start talking about football um, in a football-y way soon. <laughs> Did you, uh, when you were growing up, playing board mm-hmm. games, uh, not, yeah. like, like no doubt all children of the 70s, Lisa Marie was obviously a generation after us. <clears throat> yeah. I love y'all. No problem. Uh, so <laughs> there were board games, but but did you play uh, checkers, or did you, as all of us here in Ireland, play drafts? Drafts, but I said checkers because I thought more people would understand that. Oh no, listen, I know you're a man. The people yeah. you're, you're you're reaching out to the transatlantic audience. God bless you. Indeed, uh, indeed. I, I just I wanted to double yeah, check. Yeah, no, it was always it was always drafts, but don't yeah. forget I was from the age of eleven. Um, not that you guys would know, I was pretty much an only child. So um, it, it was a bit boring playing drafts on your own, you know? Yeah, I mean? you were. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, solitaire was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, snakes and ladders, you know, not so much fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guarantee, I, I'd say the, the get hungry hippo was shit in your house. <laughs> we didn't have it. Um, Did you not have hungry hippo? You know, you know, oh, we one, had that the one. one toy I remember, I had a Planet of the Apes um, little finger mask thing that you put your fingers in from behind and oh, it was yeah. like made out of foam. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's all I can really remember is the only real real toy 
Yeah. Well, you and I have spoken about this before, and, and yeah. I'll bring you, I'll, I'll loop you in on this one, Lisa Marie, as well, because, um, you know, I, I, I've famously have told people that we grew up in comparative penury, uh, and I, I basically watched the TV ads and thought I would love Sabutio. I was never going to get it. Yeah. I would love um, Evil, e- Evil Knievel. Do you remember I that? Get, yeah. Oh, yeah. I so wanted that. I was never getting it. I yeah. really wanted Scale Extra. I was never getting it. But I did. And to be fair to my folks, I did get a quite half decent knockoff on Christmas. So uh, so, oh, and there was a thing. There was a th- there was a thing called Simon, where you they would. The, oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They would flash you had to hit the button at the right time. Again, it was never going to happen. Um. So I, I'm going to loop you in because myself and Cam have compared notes. Uh, on poverty in the past, Lisa yeah. Marie. So we won't bore the uh, the listeners with our stories of, uh, you know, uh, tattered knees and and barefoot <laughs> barefoot walks to school across the fields. Uh, in my case, uh, and uh, we will ask you. I mean, can you remember uh, t- toys from your, from your childhood that you had? You you mentioned Hungry Hippo. That was the one brand name thing that did come into our house, and I have I have to say. It, I did enjoy it, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. So what what stands out for you? Were you watching Toys as a kid? And if so, which ones were like really taking your eye? Okay, here's the thing. My father worked for a department store, and he was the toy buyer. Oh, God. So we kind of had most of the good stuff. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was the one making the selection um, or one of the oh. last she had you, everything I, this is so unfair yeah and so, no doubt, no doubt you guys my toys out of the pram right now see you guys are probably like i like know and i mean keep in mind in the age of like star wars my yeah. brother had a lot of the really cool star wars stuff did um, he have did he have the falcon did he have he millennium had the millennium falcon? falcon oh my god he had the X-Wing fighter. The, uh, can I just tell you, the wanker up the road had the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> and I, I, I wanted to kill him even more after that. We uh, also had the At-At. Oh, did you? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sounding like I was very, I mean, we were middle class, you know, I mean, but yes, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Richie, Richie, Rich over there. Do y'all know what Rich. the Barbie dream house is? <laughs> probably not but <laughs> yeah well, it was it was it was, not... it was a coveted thing and of course in the age of the cabbage patch doll oh yeah 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 yeah. i had yeah. the cabbage patch doll cabbage patch dolls as well yeah it's i it's not i mean i know what you're saying and you know um i i was very blessed <laughs> yeah and listen what's weird here's what's weird is because my dad had done this, he worked for first a department store in Detroit and then one in Cleveland, Ohio. And then we moved down here and he worked for another one. And there are things, hand to God, still at my parents' house, like board games from like the late 60s, early 70s that have never been out of the box. They're in like probably, they're probably worth God only knows how much money. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm inviting anyone when the time comes that my parents decide to sell the house that they've been living in for 42 years. It's going to be a nightmare because my father's like half hoarder. Um, Ooh, right. Yeah, <laughs> wow. it is going to be fun. It sounds like some it's a, there's two guys. on. I, I, I really don't like old stuff. I don't like antiques. I'm, the antiques give me the fucking willies i'll be honest with you i don't want dusty old crap that used to belong to people but at the same time there's a show called american pickers yeah i can't, I can't yes. stop watching the fucking thing it's mostly because they they look at old bikes and cars i love all that shit and signs and stuff and i, I could i can I, I like all that kind of stuff but it sounds like you need to give them a call <laughs> yeah that honestly we probably do well and that's the thing i keep telling my mom that she needs to start like you know when she and my dad go up to michigan you know every summer for you know a week or so to visit family up there that probably needs to be licensed for my brother and i to like take some time and to go into the house and start smuggling stuff out 
Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Because you know there's going to be resistance. You just know. Oh, oh, absolutely. There's resistance. Yeah, I can yeah, tell yeah. you right now. So, yeah. Because yeah. now, I mean, we've even imported stuff. Like when my grandparents passed away <laughs> several years ago and we cleared out their house, we brought stuff in. Oh, so. wow. 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 <laughs> yeah, my dad's borderline hoarder. Well, I can, I, um, can, I can just imagine him saying, you know, in his own, no doubt, genteel way, stay away from my shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I like is when now, and, you know, I'll raise my hand. There are still things in what was my bedroom growing up that, you know, in most cases, like if my parents had sold the house and moved somewhere else, I probably would have come in and cleared out by now. But he'll say, be like, when are you going to get your crap out of my house? I'm like, honestly, honestly, <laughs> that bedroom needs to be a worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Prioritize that. Prioritize. Yeah. Well, speaking of prioritizing. We all should, right. Sorry, we I should... totally derailed the discussion. No, no, that's that's all on me. That's all on me. We should uh, focus on the elephant in the room, the pachyderm in the corner, which is the fact that the Reds are in the fucking final of the Champions Woo-hoo! League. And it is a remarkable, remarkable thing. And um, we can hit the right note earlier on. We need to just revel in this because, yes, there is a reality where the season pans out and there are no more trophies. But I have heard people say that, you know, that's a disaster and that would be the worst thing in the world. And it will sting. It would sting immensely. But my God, enjoy the ride because this has been amazing. It's not just, do you know the best part about this, lads? It's not just the fact that the Reds are on this great run and this is a potential. It's that it's utterly deserved. It's utterly deserved. When we were watching the semi-final between Man U, um, Manchester City and um, and Real Madrid, we were all dreading the Liverpool-Manchester City final. Not necessarily because City are the, the, the other best team in Europe, which is the point I'm trying to get at here. But because who the fuck wants to play City again anyway? And all English finals our drab affairs last year's I couldn't even watch it I'm glad I didn't watch it I was delighted with the result even though I hate Chelsea quite a lot as well um, but at least it wasn't City the one who we played Tottenham I would imagine for anyone watching that it was a poxy game but again I didn't give a shit at the time um, so who wants that you know that 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 was the thing but really if we're all being honest the motivation was we don't want to play them because they're the only other team in the continent currently who can stay at our level for as long as we have over a course of time that we have and it's amazing it's an amazing place for a club to be when you consider what we're up against in manchester city and when you see them crying and bleating in the papers (laughs) today in the wake of their um is that six years that pep has been at at city now i think it is in the wake of his his uh, tenure uh, unsuccessful runs at Champions League again and again and again and again and they have to come out with the news that they're going to spend 300 million over the summer because as other fan accounts were saying well the lack of squad depth has hit us hard it's hilarious and it, it, I think most right thinking people can see how stupid and absurd and actually really obnoxious it is so let's start in, enjoying what happened and the usual thing I do is what was your takeaway from our let's look at our game first because I do want to talk about the other one if, if you're into it but let's look at our game first and a game where honestly it looked like somebody had injected our food with some sort of tranquilizers we were so awful it's the worst half of football I've ever seen from a Jurgen Klopp team ever on the biggest occasion it could happen and it I was not sad, not worried, not anxious, mostly fucking furious at halftime. So, Cam, I'm going to start with you. Like, What were you thinking at that stage? I asked Jan earlier on, we were recording our show, and I said, did you have a little bit of a wobble? Because I know I did. I was, I was fucking furious, but I also didn't think we could play as bad, and I, I was hopeful because of that. And he said, look, you trust these players, you think they're going to come good, but absolutely, you were a little bit, a little bit, you know, was it going to be one of those nights? Uh, where were you at halftime in terms of your your uh, your your mood levels? I had ants in my underwear. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, um, I was uh, I was I was livid. I was I was really livid, but I wasn't. I stayed away. I was like on the phone, but not saying anything. 
And um, you know, and I just I was just watching it and I was thinking, Fucking hell, this is a shit show, if ever I've seen one. And um I saw all the I saw all the stuff we need to change in midfield, we need to change in midfield, we need to bring somebody on to control it and I'm like, Yeah, we've got the three best players on the pitch for control, but yeah, let's not you know, I couldn't I wouldn't have seen the change that needed to be made. I didn't see it. I know Dave did. Dave Hendrick. Um, he saw that change needs well, to be. Well, Diaz, you weren't yeah. you weren't yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you weren't watching you weren't following Twitter then either because that was the yeah, only yeah. thing I said is Diaz, please bring on Diaz because we needed to stick. Yeah, we did, but I in my mind, I I all I could see was I was seeing what everybody else was seeing, but I wasn't I wasn't thinking we still needed to make that change if that made sense. I was just like this is as bad as they're ever going to play, but this is still our three best midfielders for me, you know, and um, I was just like, the defence is all over the place. Um, so what you so what you were thinking was, let's roll on, but well, the defence is all yeah, over the so place. I was right. thinking like, you know, in my mind, Klopp never, very rarely does Klopp make a change at half-time, you know, it, but then again, I should have realised he would have made a change at half-time. Because... But what did you want, man? This is what I'm getting at. Did, look, were, were you looking at Andy Robbo and saying, let's get Simicus off because he, oh, no, he's having no, a no, 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 no. I was, I was no? just thinking, they can't play that badly in the second half. We know mm. they can't play that badly in the second half. Um, I, I think, in a way, I was like a rabbit caught in the headlights at the same time as well. Yeah, I get it. I, I just like, I don't, I, I just couldn't see what the change should be. But I knew the change shouldn't have been in the midfield because, for me, that midfield couldn't play as badly for the second half. That's all I could see. But I couldn't. I, all I could see was Naby was really shite for not pressing and closing down for the cross for the first goal. Mm. Robbo was exactly the same for the second goal. He it was, was nice he... of BT not to highlight Robbo, but highlight Naby. Yeah, no bias, lads. Yeah. Um, Rubble caused that second goal 100%. He gave the oh, ball yeah, away yeah. and he, then he stood he, he and then let he let the player off. run off him and then, you know. Then he backed uh, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, yeah. He, he had a nightmare on that goal. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you got so much wrong in that second goal. So he um, let him run off him and then he just didn't close him down to try and stop the cross. He let him cross. So, you know, like I say, first off, collectively, aside from Allison. They were shocking. A hundred percent. I agree yeah. with you. And and and, and, and it. it's 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 look it's beautifully refreshing to hear an honest take because everybody's you know wise after the event and there was an awful lot of people who were um, screaming for wild amounts of midfield changes and you know I I I fully I fully empathised with them because our midfield was atrocious but so was our defence and so was our attack so yeah. the the point was the only thing I was thinking was look we need a guy who's going to hold on to possession and who's going to carry the ball forward because none yeah. of our attacking players seem to be able to do that mm-hmm. and Luis Diaz has never failed to do that ever since he's come to the club so yeah. it was the obvious choice he was he wasn't there it, because Bobby wasn't there. I'm, I'm yeah. glad. I'm gl- sense, yeah. glad Jurgen made the call. Yeah. Jota was no more awful than Sadio or or Mo in the first half, but he okay. is he is he is lower on the pecking order. So it was the one that made sense. And Lisa Marie, I know you looked at this. I, I think I'm right in saying you you had to you were you'd work commitment. So I think you watched this after the event. Did you know the score? You obviously did. Probably you couldn't. Yeah, not. I did. Um. Yeah. yeah so. As this is going on, I'm trying to get this work deliverable out the door. And so I'm kind of checking the score. And actually, Trev, I, you and I had a little exchange on Twitter. If, if you don't mind, I, I'm going to read. So oh, yeah. I'm like, what happened? Just got off a call and checked the score. And <laughs> Trev, we've been really, really shite. I'm like, succinct. Lead with that on Raw. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, what are they doing to me? I have been looking, you know, this was supposed to be like, I finished this work deadline and I can just kind of take a minute and sit down and relax. And and this is what they're giving me. You know, what, what do we got? What have we got going on here, boys? So I, you know, I really didn't. So the second half, so I didn't watch the first half at all. 
Although <laughs> I'm seeing on Twitter and in the Discord and and everywhere else, you know, how we had just been absolutely awful. And everybody, you know, across the board, just horrendous. So I did have it on a little bit for the first half. Um, had it on, and I was kind of in and out of the room because I was getting ready to to go somewhere. And I walked in, walked out, and walked back in just as Ab scored. And so I'm like, okay. Um, and honestly, I think I was, I mean, I was a little bit nervous, but honestly, because I wasn't sitting down and was all in watching it, I wasn't probably as nervous as or anxious as other people, you know, who were. Um, and then I had to leave and and I'm driving and my husband is texting me, you know, scored again, scored again. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, okay, thank you, boys. <laughs> um, and so then later that evening when I sat down to watch it back, I mean, yeah, it was, you know, I, it, Sean and I watched it together and I was just like, you know, I bet this really was very, you know, not any fun to watch the first half, you know, but knowing how it all turned out, I'm okay. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, do you know what? You know, you actually got the best of both worlds then, because I know obviously you were already under stress with a different commitment entirely. And so, you know, uh, it's not like you were having it easier or anything, but to watch that game after the event is a different thing to watch. It's it, actually kind of boring to be oh, fair. Oh, oh, I, I not get the it. second half, the se- but the first half was a little bit, you know, now I also have to say, you know, you know how it is when you're hearing everybody talk about how awful they're playing and then you go to watch it. And I mean, not to say that they weren't awful, but I mean, you're almost expecting like, did we accidentally put the under 17s out there? What, you know, how, <laughs> what level of awful do we have going on here? Mm. So, so, I mean, yes, they absolutely did not play well, but, but just based on all the online reaction when I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, no, by any means, this is not good, but it's not as horrible as, you know, it was they just were making really, sound. Yeah, it was, it was just really jarring. Uh, Cam, I you'll, think so. You'll you, 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 you relate to this, Cam, because you're watching live as well. It was really jarring to watch um, Tiago do the Tiago turn away and then slide the ball over the line or Robbo to... Yeah, it was just all over the place, wasn't it? Robbo like to slide the ball up the line and it goes out of play or it's yeah. hugely overhit or Trent couldn't pick a pass. Virgil hit Diags and found nobody. It was it was just really kind of, what is happening? I honestly, I started to think, have we got food poisoning that Jurgen hasn't declared because <laughs> we don't want to let it get out there as a source of weakness and the whole squad's fucked, so we might as well just see if we can get through this. I was genuinely that, it was that level of like, what is going on here? But to take it round and to start looking at the, the happy stuff, yeah, because that's what we're here for, the, the Fabinho goal, obviously was a source of trauma lads if you could have heard the way that i celebrated the fabinho goal it wasn't like <laughs> yes or yeah or any kind of anything that would uh, even vaguely resemble a sort of a, an affirmative cheer i was standing with my jaw tilted backwards just making some sort of guttural roar it was <laughs> it was pure primal it was like that's now do that again and they did to be fair to them um and we really it was i mean my god jimmy greaves and, and ian st john uh came back in the days used to talk about a game of two halves and it turned into a real so cliche much. but wow we came out i think we had all of our 15 shots on target uh, all of our 15 shots in the second half um we had zero on target in the first half. It was almost Real Madrid-esque in its awfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and the turnaround was brilliant. And what I loved about it, and I think Lisa Marie's alluded to this as well, what I loved about it was it was like, no, we're not just going to win. We're going to win the shit out of this tie on mm-hmm. aggregate. Uh, we're going to show everybody, remind everybody, that first half was an aberration. And we are the fucking Reds. And we were attacking right to the final whistle, Cam, even when the game was in the bag. I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's what we do, though, don't we? I mean, if you're going to have a an awful game, half, whatever you want to call it, quarter, let's be honest, it was a quarter in the in the grand scheme of it, that was the time to have it. 
get it, you know, I mean, hopefully going forward. Now we've got six games left. We don't see anything close to that again. So um, for the next, you know, the next 45 minutes of, the, of this match uh, that was just played, it was it was what we expected from the off. Um, I think we're also, at the same time, we've, we've done Villarreal a little bit of a disservice here in how we, we've, we've solely concentrated on how bad we were. Mm. But Fair they, point. Were, they, were, they were awesome first half. They were fantastic. They, they came at us like a team possessed. They came at us like they were in the ascendancy from the off. They showed us that they were there, you know, they were in the semi-final for a reason. You know, they weren't there just to make up the number. They were there for a reason. It's a semi-final of the Champions League. You've got to be a quality team to get to the semi-final of the Champions League. You can't be you can't be shy like the Manx. You know what I mean? The dirty Manx, that is. You know, not the new dirty Manx. So, um, I was going to say, you're going to have to clarify there. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know which Manx I've meant. You know, I've got to get a dig in somewhere to someone. Um, so... Villarreal, let's let's give them credit. They they were fantastic. They played some great football. Mm. You know, well, their pressing was phenomenal. They they stopped our defence from settling for a second. They were all over us. You know, they were, they were literally playing four two four, weren't they? And then yeah. it was you know four four. You know, it, was, it was almost then like a four and a six. They just seemed to have overloads everywhere. The way they played against us in the first half, and that and that's a reason why we were so poor. We couldn't handle it. It wasn't just that we couldn't make the ball stick. They 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 had a they had a part in that as well. And you know, but could they could they keep that going in the second half? Would the manager allow them to do that in the second half? And and it and they didn't. Whether it was because the manager said no, we've got to sit. We you know, um, we need to just hold fire now. We've got plenty of time to get this goal to win the tie, or and. Was it because halftime just cost them that momentum? What whatever happened happened, and the second half, the way we came out and the way we just completely took control of that game, yeah. that showed. I mean, I had a I had a uh, WhatsApp message from a West Ham fan, and um, he goes, "You're the best football team in the world." And I just replied, um, "I said, not the. I said just possibly." Because you've got to have a bit of humility. I mean, whether we think we are the best football team in the world, the next three weeks will will define that. Will it? Oh, will it? Because Jurgen's you're, you're here for four more years and we didn't get a chance to talk about that in a show either. And I mean, what's, what's, what's really exciting for me, man, is uh, City are going to go out and Bunk millions on Haaland and fucking whatever other Terminator fuckers are out there. Who, and it, does, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. None of it matters. They can bring they can they can they can bring bionic footballers onto the field because there's something magical, isn't there, about the club with Klopp at the moment? It's it, it's ma- it's magic. It goes back to what I said at the beginning. It's that synergy. No other club in England has that synergy that we have. From top to bottom, where everything is in, it's in harmony, it's in unison. There's no other club, no other club can, Everton can let off their fireworks and do their, you know, get the fans out to, you know, get the players out for the coach to come in and try and replicate what we do because apparently we're bad eggs for doing that, but now it's all right for them to do it. Yeah. Other clubs can try, but you, 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 you 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 don't copy. You have to you have to raise the standard. You have to try and be better than what you're seeing. Yeah, what we are seeing because apparently now going back to Man City, they've got no squad depth all of a sudden. What do you mean they've got no squad depth? They could put out their eleven that we played in the League Cup final. They showed what their squad depth is in the second half how they came back at us. I'll give you a brilliant example about squad depth at Man City. I saw a guy who rates himself very highly as a sort of football analyst. Um, he is obviously a City skewed individual. I'm not going to, I can't be arsed with any kind of vendettas. I don't, I don't want anyone hearing this and coming back at me or quote tweeting me or telling me I was crying about somebody. So 
we'll just leave it at this, but he was doing a kind of squad depth chart. Yeah. And his view of what things were going to look like next year had Kyle Walker ahead of Cancelo and had someone someone else that they've just bought ahead of Cancelo. And I was going, he's been your best player. Like what? Yeah. What you you literally haven't a clue. So yeah. what, what? What the point I'm trying to make here is you're talking about people who are sort of whirling around in a in a Liam and Noel Gallagher sort of friends <laughs> beard up frenzy of confusion going. But it's those scousers, referees, conspiracies. You know, it's just bullshit. It's just bullshit. They've got nothing and. I'm sorry. I saw I saw an interview with Pep Guardiola today. I, I'd love to play it for you, but the point of it was, and I don't want this. I'm very aware of languages because I teach them, uh, and I've studied them, and I, it, nothing interests me more than words. So I don't piss on anyone for not having a command of a language. It's actually, it's actually, it's it's actually one of the most offensive things to me. But I will tell you this: I saw Pep Guardiola, who, like I said, has been at City for years, arrive, uh, doing an interview there about a question he was asked about: Is it a failure for Man City not to have won the Champions League at this stage? The one thing he was brought in to do. Let's remember this: the one thing they brought him in to do. And he went on, a, I think it was four minutes of a sort of odd ramble rant. And I couldn't understand a fucking word of it. He made no sense. It was utter gibberish. Um, and you can lean into the whole, well, his English, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's disingenuous. He had nothing to offer. He had no tangible, uh, realistic, logical opposition to make to the observation this is a failure, surely. You are a petro-state-owned club. You can spend whatever you want on whoever you want. And the thing that they asked you to do, you haven't managed it. Do you and your do you and your players feel like a sense of failure about this? No acceptance whatsoever. And the main reason for them not being a situation where they're absolutely kicking the shit out of everyone in Europe every year, Liverpool Football Club, because we're keeping them honest. That's it right there. We're keeping them honest. We're, we're the ones who can go toe to toe with them despite all their advantages. And it's such a super, super time to be a Liverpool fan. And Lisa Marie, I want to just talk to you about the other one, the other semi-final, which saw Manchester City, who we've been just speaking about here, go out. Um, I'm so glad they did because I, for the reasons I said earlier on, A, they're, they are the other best team that was left in it, and B, who the fuck wants to be like playing a Premier League game in a Champions League final? And C, I'm on the boat, which not many people are on, and I wouldn't normally be on it, which is uh, Mart SS. Mo Salah revenge and I don't give a shit I honestly don't care if, if it's hubris or I'm setting myself up for a fall I know exactly I know I know that you'd be tuned into this kind of thing and you you'd be like oh let's let's not yeah let's not go there but I in the same way that I've been talking up the four trophy reds I'm like why not I understand Virgil comes on um Trent comes on, Hendo comes on, they say, we're just taking it one game at a time, because that's the Liverpool way. But Salah's not made like other people, and Salah says, yeah, yeah, I really want to play those, uh, and I really want to beat them, and I really want to get the four trophies. And I'm glad somebody's saying it, at least, Marie, I don't care. It, I, I, I'm kind of, it, it makes me happy to hear it. What do you think? Well, first of all, I'm not always as nice as you give me credit for. I loved <laughs> hearing that Mo said, that he wanted Real Madrid, you know, they were asking him, you know, in the post-match interview after the semifinal on Tuesday. And, and he said he wanted Real Madrid. He wants the revenge. And I was like, nice. Yes. So <laughs> now, you know, if he had been disingenuous or, you know, as we would say over here, ugly about it, you know, that would be one thing, but you know, it is a little bit more personal for him just, you know, because of the injury that, that he sustained the last time we played him in the final. So I totally get that. And I love 
that additional motivation for him. I mean, not that he needs any to begin with, but I just, you know, I, I have a feeling that angry Mo might be kind of a fun thing to watch. Yes, that's just my saying. point exactly. That's my point exactly, because <laughs> the, we've, we've seen him come back and everyone's expecting the uh, AFCON would do it or the most recent game against Sadio would do it or something's going to fucking do it, but nothing has really done it to get him back to the literally unplayable form where he was before. Uh, but maybe, maybe we've all been discounting the one obvious thing about Mo Salah. And the reason that he says that, the reason that he was the only one in the Liverpool squad who would say that, maybe against what his manager would wish, is that Mo's ego is bigger than everybody under that under the sun. He is, for all his smiling and, 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 and shine, apparent shyness and, and politeness, he thinks he's fucking brilliant. <laughs> and he's right. And then I was going to say, and you know, and somehow you can take that because he is, you know, it, yeah. or maybe because he's on our team. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are many people who support other teams that see that and it just winds them up. But mm. but because he's ours, he's our Mosala. We all love it. And we we just kind of play into it. Now, I did not get a chance to watch um, the Man City uh, Real Madrid match yesterday I'm or Wednesday. Honestly, y'all, I don't know what day of the week it is. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so, <laughs> and I kind of do want to sit back and watch, you know, I'm, if I have a chance this weekend, I'm maybe going to try to watch that. But so I haven't, you know, and I was kind of following the score and I, I, um, Trev, this may have been another exchange with you where I had kind of turned it. I did have it turned on in the background and, um, you know, as I was working and, you know, and as soon as I turned it on, City scored. And I was like, oh, crap. So I turned it off. And <laughs> you know, after a few minutes and then, you know, Real Madrid ended up scoring. So I'm like, all right, we're leaving that off. We're just going to leave that alone. <laughs> um, so I, I was, it was another one where I was just kind of checking the score. But but because, you know, Real is not a team that I'm watching on a regular basis, I do sort of want to go back and watch that match just so I have some familiarity with the team and and how they play or, or how they at least played in that, you know, in that match before, you know, before the final. Um, so anyway, so yeah, but in this, in this 14 thing, um, you know, I had, I've only seen the bits about them. Am I stealing your thunder there, Trev? No, and all not the stuff at all. About the shirts, the 14 no, shirts. No, no. I, yeah, that's, that's not nice. It's 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 a weird thing. I I, I was gonna go straight. I was gonna go straight from the point you made to to to, to cam with that because, um, it did rub me up the wrong way. And to answer your question, you want to go and have a look at how they played. It was quite interesting. They were able to progress the ball pretty well through uh, Vinicius Junior to a point, and then not to a point. And the big scary threat that was Benzema was not scary or big at all and then all of a sudden it was and this is the problem uh they they were able to bring on a, uh, the rodrigo kid and he had an instant impact they were able to liven themselves through the introduction of um oh my god i'm having a mental blank on the midfielder they took off what's wrong with me oh lads i, I can only apologize I, i'm not sleeping very well at the moment but a very 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 good uh um with super hair fruit Modric and Cruz went uh, off. Cam, 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 Camavinga came on. Camavinga, Camavinga. Yeah. Added, added a lot of energy yeah. and, and actual forward intent as well. But when you watch it, the initial lineup, toothless as fuck. They had no attempts on target for the vast majority of the game. And I don't think that's an accurate reflection of that team. But the substitutions worked. And that's what matters. And Cam, at the end of the day, we're facing them. At the end of the day, Mo wants them for a reason. At the end of the day, however, they are so far ahead of every other club in Europe in terms of the wins that they had. You could raise a a Carlo Ancelotti eyebrow at a few of them. um, (laughs) The first five you could. Especially in the early ones. Um, First five, yeah. Yeah, which might take them back down to sort of um, more manageable uh, levels where, where, where the rest of the European elite are, including Liverpool. But... Whether you like it or not, those years under Zidane where they won them back to back to back, that that's that's scary shit. And they know how to they know how to win this trophy. And they're so confident, Cam, that they 
Don Little on to the 14th um, T-shirts and ran hand in hand towards their fans and slided towards them in glee, cavorted about in the 14 T-shirts. Now, I will be honest with you, man, that wound me right the fuck up because whatever kind of dislike I had for them suddenly got amplified. And now all of a sudden I'm thinking Man City are the good guys here because I was like, wow, the arrogance of that. Uh, and then I thought, it's just shit mind games. Yeah, you're going to sort it. What was your take on them and that match? Um, I only saw about 10 minutes of the first half at the end. Um, I then was completely cream crackered from only having like four hours sleep from the night before. And <laughs> then obviously have to get up at stupid o'clock the next day. So uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Trev. I, all I've seen is, like I said, that 10 minutes. And I've seen one clip of the uh, Jack Grealish shot that was cleared off the line. Yeah. With um, Foden stood there. And I'm like, how the hell? Um, I had no idea what exactly happened i don't even know um i know that they scored in the i think it was the 91st minute um but that was still there was still a goal behind then they scored in the the 93rd minute or something i think and then i think this was it in the 95th i don't know if the 95th was in the um was in extra time or or sorry it, extra it, time. It, the penalty was in extra time yeah Oh, it was in extra time, right? Okay, yeah. so the, that's good. Six played another thirty minutes, but obviously, the, you know, because they have no squad depth, so that's going to be a problem for them going forward. So, mm, yeah. Uh, go, uh, in reference to the the fourteen, um, they they did this before Kiev as well, didn't they? Um, they did exactly the same thing, and um, it wound me up. Like like you say, then it wound me up. Hearing about it now, because I didn't see it, couldn't give a shit. Honestly, I, I and I don't think. I don't think Jurgen and the, and the boys and the Reds, they, I, I don't think they give a monkeys now. If anything, that would just um, add a little bit more. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, motivation. Motivation. Yes, maybe that will add a little bit. You know, say, okay, you did that before, yeah, and you got away with it, and we know why you got away with it, because um, you know you took our best player out. You're not going to be able to get it, you know. That's not going to happen this time. But they, they were wearing those T-shirts in the aftermath of having won, mm. and I think, you know, if you want to take a punt on yourself, fair enough. But to do it before the fucking final, that's just that's just hubristic bullshit. Yeah, and yeah I mean, Malby it, earlier on, Malby said it's going to bite them in the arse. I'm I was going to say, let's just hope it works against them. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the old classic where somebody will do an interview in the papers before a game and then they'll just pin that interview up on the in the changing room. That's the one. That's, That's the, the one. one. And, you yeah. know, you know, how many how many times have we heard it before a big game against Liverpool? Opposition players said X, Y and Z, we're going to do this, that and the other. And they get their asses kicked. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get this, get the same result now. Um, yeah, but that's um, you know obviously that game's three weeks away. We've got five games before that, five huge, huge games. Um, I just wanted to touch on something quickly though with you guys. Have you seen the prices now being quoted for the uh, tickets for the final? No, talk to me. We're talking. Um, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand pounds a ticket. Right now, at the heart of that is the absolute absurdity of the allocation. Yeah, it's when... because of the UEFA ballot that goes yeah. to anybody. And yeah. people have obviously from other clubs have bought tickets. They've got no intention of being going to the yeah. game now because they're not a supporter of said clubs. So now they're touting for all their now life is worth. Tickets. Um, yeah. This is this this is a huge issue because. I'm now thinking I'm, you know, Wednesday I wasn't going to Paris. I woke up this morning and I've decided I've got to go to Paris, <laughs> regardless of whether I've got to go to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm now looking at flights, which have gone, you know, for me to get a a flight with one stop even from Birmingham to Paris via wherever, it's like five hundred quid, which I. You're kidding me. No. Really. 
Yeah, could, fine, I, is there a Sorry. way you could do one the day before and like I don't know this is the day before or something? Oh Christ, dude! This oh, is Friday coming God. back on a Sunday. Oh so that's God. like I mean I've got accommodation. Have you considered driving? You know, I was just thinking like that. Don't they have that tunnel now? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> basically, I've had a word. I've had a word, and somebody's going to come back to me over the weekend because they are driving, and they maybe they're going to look at. I don't know what they're going to do. They said just gives the weekend. We'll we'll let you know. A lad like you could surely, with all your contacts in the, the with, with with cars and vehicles, you could surely possibly source some sort of a camper van and just bugger off like that. Oh no, I've got accommodation. Oh, you have? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, uh, the Podfather had had, had man, has managed to book a, a a suite somewhere with a with a sofa bed and a and a and a big double bed. So, um, so he said, nice. "Yeah, not, accommodation for two nights isn't the problem. It's just finding a way out there." But that's that's by the by at the moment. Uh, I mean, just you know, obviously the the issue is, I mean, I've I've I'm going to be bankrupt by the end of the by the end of the month. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my daughter to her first game tomorrow. Right. I'm then going to thank you know uh, I'll be at Wembley next week as well, um, and then I've got the Wolves game, last game of the season. Uh, the week after and then obviously trying to get to Paris somewhere so I will literally be bankrupt by the end of the month so I don't know how the, the traveling cop managed to do what they do honestly I you know some of these 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 people they must be earning a, a fortune or they must be having horrible credit card bills you know every every month and how they're doing it I I hats off to him so um, well you know so- mate you know it's primarily that last one because and that's been the story with liverpool fans for decades going back to yeah. when we we're last dominating europe they would get there it didn't matter how yeah. there would be terrible sacrifices made and they would get there and that's that's what really hurts me about this is, is yeah it's the, like it's the exploitation exactly of i'll both. be there I will get to Paris somehow. Yeah, but but it's also the exploitation of of these of these fans. These people know nothing means more than mm-hmm. for these people than for a Liverpool fans to be able to get their hand on a ticket for a Champions League final with a chance to say I was there when we won. And they the fact that they're exploiting them to the extent that they are, and also, I mean, <laughs> of course I mean, people are going to go. I had it yeah. in Madrid two years ago. Yeah, I mean, we were quoted. 7,000 euros for a ticket yeah. by the brother of a LFC player. Yeah, I, I do recall that story. It was, it yeah. was disgraceful. It was pure stroke of luck that it worked out for you the way it worked out in the end. Um, but look, man, I do you know what's wonderful? This is a, a new show narrative for the next few weeks, and we'll keep checking in and seeing how you're getting on. And We, <laughs> we, we could have spent ages Can't talking. Watch. Cam watch, yeah. We could have spent ages talking, talking about uh, um, about the Tottenham game, but by the time this show is out, the Tottenham game will be as good as over. It's huge. The Take league... my daughter for her first game tomorrow. I mean, that's massive, man. And yeah. that, that that's the story here is that is that you you and and Kato are going to see the game, and um, I really yeah. really. I'm really, really, really hopeful that it's going to be a, a, a good memory for both of you. Um, oh, we're in the cup, so you can't oh, go wrong in there. You can't oh, wow. go wrong. There. I'm jealous. Yeah. Lots of songs. Yeah, you got toys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Send, us, send us some, <laughs> send us some toys there, Richie Rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sell me one of those toys for like. Ten dollars, so I can sell it for a thousand dollars and take that flight ticket. You know? <laughs> Look at him angling here, Lisa Reed. Unbelievable. There you go. Sorry, I'll, 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 going I'll on let you here. know I'll what I find you. next time I'm at my parents' house. There's a, a mint edition hungry hippo is going to wing its way to you there, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> just eBay it for me and just send me the money. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, look, we have we have gone over the hour mark, and I want to keep it to that um, for folks so they can kind of schedule whatever they're doing around the idea of an hour show. Uh, so many topics to talk about. We can only scratch the surface because things are mental and great at the same time. We love it that way. We'll be back next Friday. At that point, what will have happened? At that point, we'll have played Spurs, and will we have played another? Villa, league? right? Southampton. No. Uh, Villa, Villa, I think. Villa. Yeah, we are playing Villa. We were playing Villa away, isn't it? And hopefully, hopefully Stevie will have had the good sense on that Tuesday night to tell his team 
to uh, go on the beer the night before and um, <laughs> and take the night off, and he'll send out himself and the kids, um, and he'll do a Stevie slip. Yeah, those kids are quite good, you know. Uh, well, you, it, it won't matter if he does a deliberate Stevie slip <laughs> and they can make up a new chant, and it'll be great. But who knows what's going to happen? We'll have um, both the Tottenham and Aston Villa games to talk about. Hopefully, we'll be chatting to you guys about um, two more wins in the relentless pursuit of glory this season. And we'll be looking forward to the day after the show that we do, the FA Cup final against Chelsea and the match against Southampton uh, only three days after it. It is a crazy schedule and it's a crazy schedule because the Reds are fucking brilliant. And that's what happens um, when when you're following such a fantastic team. We'll take it. We love rhythm. Kloppo loves rhythm. His players love rhythm. Cam, Branch, Lisa Marie, Hanahan and Trev Downey love rhythm. And we'll speak to you again very, very soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.